You're listening to the last session of the day with the Sight Guys. Hey everybody, welcome back to the last session of the day with the Sight Guys. My name is Timothy Meyer, joined as always by Dr. Constantine Lukin. Um, and today, today we wanted to, t- to jump into a conversation about a little bit of uh, uh, a recent event sort of headline thing that that has been going on um and i don't know i i think constantine you know more about it than i than i do but but you know basically um it it sounds like a lot of people uh are having second thoughts about peloton nowadays because of the episode of the sex in the city reboot where um some character in the show had a heart attack after he was on he was on the peloton and yeah and, and we have some thoughts yeah, no, definitely. I, I feel like I need to. I need to get a couple of drinks before starting this conversation. I mean, it, it's happy here that we're sort of trying to do this bar scene here because, like, it, it's it's it's. I guess as a clinician, it's not shocking, but you know, it's like it's like a dialectic in a way that, that clinicians always talk about. It's not shocking because we kind of know how people work. On the other mm-hmm. hand, it is still very shocking. So mm-hmm. the idea from what I could. Uh, put together is that the uh, the 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 show that's been rebooted that had I think one or two uh, episodes so far. On the first episode, um, the main character's husband, uh, Mr. Big, dies of a heart attack after exercising on a Peloton bike. And from what I could gather so far is that the stock of Peloton has has dropped significantly. Their physician had actually had to make statements about how Peloton actually doesn't cause heart attack. If anything, exercise decreases the risk of any cardi- cardiovascular issues uh, and, and went, went as far, which, I mean, I, 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 I'm trying not to laugh here, but it's so ridiculous. The physician was put in the position to comment on the health behaviors of a fictional character. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say that again. An actual physician who went to medical school has to make comments about a fictional character's behavioral health as it comes to his overall physical health. For instance, mentioning things like, well, you know, he seems like a partier. He looks a little overweight. It looks like he didn't really watch his diet. He enjoyed cigars from time to time. He drank alcohol. All of those actual things that are, can cause cardiovascular issues, right? Like to move away that Peloton can actually cause death. And he, he, he Peloton had to do that, I deduct, because... Uh, real life consequences from right. this. Right. Their 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 stock plummeted, and what that shows me is that people, you know, actually must have seen this show and then made real life decisions based off of whether to keep the stock or not, based off of what happened to a fictional character. Right. Right. Yeah. It's it's just uh and and the way if you think about it, right? Like I mean, I'm I'm obviously no stockbroker, so I know very little about it. But I do have um, a person who at least tries to manage uh, the money, right? I mean, because you would have to actually either call that sort of individual, or if you trade yourself, you actually have to go. So it's not like having an impulse. It's like, oh wow, that's weird. I don't know about anything about Peloton, but maybe it's not a good buy. You actually have to take significant action to start dumping the stock, right? It doesn't, the, the stock doesn't get dumped just because somebody thought it. There's actually a good amount of behavior that has to go from thinking into action, which that even boggles my mind. The fact that people take significant steps based on, I don't know how you want to put it. I'm going to think of it as a, as a, as an emotional trigger. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know Tim, you have some thoughts on the kind of how, where is that 
I don't say disconnect, but how people respond to something they see and create the species connection and how that turns into behavior. Yeah. And so I, I, I have a lot of thoughts about this ever since, you know, I've, I've been thinking about it. Um, I, I think it's actually kind of neat um, in, in a way to, to, to see this, right? Because I don't think that anyone would actually outwardly say this. Oh, did you see what happened on right. that TV show? Like, definitely sell your Peloton stocks. <laughs> I, I don't think anyone would actually say that. But what what the data shows of the stocks show that people are taking that action, right? So, so really, I mean, it it it, it makes me start to think about you know how and so so, so people must have, but the, the the question is why. And I guess I have a, a, a few thoughts and, and a couple rants. Um, <laughs> one thing that I um, one thing that I speak to people a lot about, right? Um, these things called cognitive distortions. Mm -hmm. So so cognitive distortions are are common ways in which we think irrationally. Now mm -hmm. everybody on the planet ha thinks in these types of ways, and sure. it's completely normal and it's completely natural, and 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 we all do it. And the reason why we look into it in CBT is because well, if this uh, if any sort of irrational thought is leading to an unpleasant feeling, well, well, then we can actually go ahead and change those irrational thoughts to, you mm -hmm. know, uh, make make the feeling change. Um, so, so two of the, and and there's many cognitive distortions, but two of them that come to mind are one um, jumping to conclusions and two emotional reasoning, mm -hmm. right? So the cognitive distortion or irrational thought that uh, of like a jumping to conclusion thing, it's, well, it, I mean, it's really just that. I think we kind of all know what that means, but we do it very, very, very quickly. We make these assumptions. We, we, we jump to the conclusion, then we make decisions based off of it. Um, and number two, and I think that this one might take me a little bit longer to explain is, is emotional reasoning, mm -hmm. right? It's, it's when we use an emotion as, um, evidence for something or other, mm -hmm. right? So, uh, so, so clearly what I think happened was people watched this show, they had an emotional reaction and they, and that emotional reaction informed them on what to do. They're using their, their feeling of probably anxiety, um, to inform their thoughts and, 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 and actions. I hear that. So I, I think that this is, this is a, a, a pretty neat example of how, you know, these things happen all the time. We all have irrational thoughts all the time. And I don't think that uh, people, well, I, again, like I said before, I don't think people would act, you know, go out and say, oh, I'm selling my Peloton stock because of what I saw in Sex in the City. But the behavior says that. Right. Right. So, so kind of like answering the question of like, why or like, how the heck does this happen? Well, if you look at cognitive distortions, it, it kind of makes sense. It, it absolutely does. And, and <clears throat> just to kind of go on this idea of emotional reasoning, it's if, if you kind of piggybacks on our conversation last time about, you know, old brain, new brain, and how that relationship in mm -hmm. time, right? The old brain just, just basically saw like death. Yep. Bike, you get on this bike, you die, right? Like that's the connection that was made. And and if you think about it, <clears throat> if an individual says, Oh my God, maybe there is an option, right? That's all that's required. Maybe you could die. Right. And notice the severe consequence. It didn't say the thing is like you have some mild discomfort after getting off the bike. Then people would be like, Okay, no problem. But here the old brain simply got name of a bike and death. 
Mm-hmm. And those two things are connected. You know, there's a, a powerful reasoning that comes out of that. And I, I really like the, what, what you're saying. Like, I, I, just, I just could imagine a conversation, let's say, in, in a married couple, where like one, let's say, is a stockbroker or something like this, or a financial analyst, and another one watches the show. And, and one comes to the end and goes, like, you know, you know what you should do at work today or tomorrow? You should sell the stock. I mean, I just saw this thing on TV. Like, that would be ridiculous saying something like that. Uh, out loud because it doesn't really have any actual behavioral evidence behind it. If anything, as most people know, exercise actually leads to a healthier cardiovascular system. So mm-hmm. it's just, it's interesting about the messages we give ourselves without verbalizing it. I'm wondering if it would be helpful just for people. And I think therapy is one of those avenues where people can say this out loud and then we as therapists can, you know, at, at least talk that through and see if you actually want to take um, <clears throat> action on that. Yeah. And, you know, to, to, to kind of elaborate on that a little bit, you know, one thing that I say to a lot of people is, you know, we have automatic thoughts all day, every day. We have so, so, so many of them. And most of them are irrational in one way or another. Um, right. And I could go off on a really long rant about that, but I won't. <laughs> um, but long story short, most most of our automatic thoughts are irrational. And it's crazy to think about. And, and, and when I say it out loud, you know, we naturally believe our automatic thought. We we perceive it as truth, whereas it's completely, <laughs> completely not right. You know, and so w- when we're thinking about it this way, you know, you know, we we have all these phrases out here, sort of saying like, "Go with your gut," or like, "Like go with your gut feeling." Uh, you know, yeah. I mean, I I, I think there's. Uh, some benefit to like intuition and the gut gut feeling and instinct and, and that kind of thing. But honestly, you know, so many of our automatic thoughts are, like I said before, irrational, which is totally okay, totally normal. But taking a second to, to, to step back and what I tell a lot of people to do is kind of think about your thinking, right? right? Like, is this thought rational? Is this thought not so rational? Is this thought based off of evidence and fact, or is it based off of a feeling? Um, and uh, I don't know, I, I, I think everyone on the planet can, can benefit from thinking about their thinking. And I think this is, well, it, it just kind of like a, like a big macro example on how probably a lot of people had the same automatic thought that they believe right. is truth based off of a TV show, and it has real life consequences. Right, right. Yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely something. And again, I really like this conversation because it, it, it really kind of builds on our other conversation where, you know, I don't, I don't think we're suggesting that just being informed, oh, yes, it is emotional reasoning, a common cognitive distortion. All of a sudden, you don't have that thought or all of a sudden, you don't have that sort of still discomfort around it. But there, if you guys listen to our podcast, even from our last time, we talked about, you know, behavioral exposures, right? Like here, it's just the idea, don't sell your stock just because you saw something on TV. Don't not, all of a sudden, if you have a Peloton at home, don't stop going on it because of a <clears throat> irrational belief. Here's where the idea of being aware that this might be a cognitive distortion and then doing the exposures and behaviors by continuing going uh, on the bike sort of to have to feed that other part of ourselves different information that you'll be fine if you're on it, right? Like that's, then that's why oftentimes it's called cognitive behavioral therapy. It's because we try to change the thinking and also follow up with behavior. Uh, And I think if somebody is thinking like, okay, that's a great conversation, but what do you do about it? This is what you do about it. You be Mm -hmm. aware that you're doing emotional reasoning and you get back on the bike. That's what you do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I, I encourage so many people to, you know, if you Google cognitive distortions, 
you'll find many, many lists of them. Um, right. And as you, as you read through them, you'll be saying to yourself, oh, I do that one all the time. Oh, and I do that one all the time. Totally okay that you do. I'm not sitting here t- trying to say that you ha- need to change every single one of your thoughts that fall into those categories. No, 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 no. But when that thought is leading to an uncomfortable or unpleasant feeling and then perhaps a behavior, that's when we have to, I would say, take a step back, take a look at this um, and kind of, you know, think about our thinking before we act, basically. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I, I am, I, I'm just interested to see how all of this plays out. Is this like, does it bounce back? Uh, the, the stock? Does it like the people kind of come to their senses? I'm just, I'm very eager <laughs> to see how this all plays out because I'm just, just if, if this will bring an end to Peloton or let's say their sales actually get influenced in the next six to 12 months, then wow. I mean, that, that, that's really going to be, it's really going to be something. That would be something to say for something completely fake and fictional. Right. To, right. to ruin, to ruin a company. Right, right. And, and, and I mean, that really opens up to uh, this idea of like behavioral finance, which a lot of people in the field now talk about that the stock market could really be uh, predicted and seen through the emotional lens, rather than just, uh, you know, just the, the fundamentals of economics. Yeah. And, 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 I, you know, I think that there's a ton of psychology that goes into the stock market, right? Mm-hmm. Basically, the, the analysts, a lot of the time, they're really good at predicting human behavior. Right. So it's which is um, emotional, <laughs> which, which is emotional, right? Um, so really interesting to think about. Um, really interesting how how this thing is like a big example of a lot of the things that we talk about in the therapy room. And I don't know. I, I'm I'm hoping that you know anyone kind of listening to this. I'm hoping that you know they, um, whether or not they buy or sell Peloton stock, whatever. Um, but kind of just like t- taking the overall message. And, and the idea behind it and kind of like taking with it and running with it and, you know, kind of applying it to their lives. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Being aware of your thinking, noticing what kind of behavioral experiments you could do to disconfirm kind of what that, what your, that other uh, older part of ourselves is saying to you. I mean, those are a couple of steps or, or one simple practical step you could also take, just say it out loud, write it mm-hmm. on a piece of paper, run it by somebody, you know, say it in exactly the way that, it sounds in your head. That's really an easy way to kind of get that thought out and then kind of hear yourself speak when you're, when you're saying it, does that make sense? Yep. Right. I just, cause to your point in which I really like it, cause a lot of people make decisions for their internal thinking and there's no other part saying, Hmm, does that make sense? Is that yeah. really like how, what I want to be doing? We don't have that. We just, you know, our mind just grabs onto it, believes it, and then we act on it. Yep. <sighs> A lot of food for thought and a lot of ways to apply this. So, Constantine, I, 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 I want to thank you for for filling me in on this because I didn't. Yeah. No, I don't. Know. <laughs> yeah. uh, and I, I uh, got to thank my uh, my wife was also a psychologist, so that's uh, so it's okay. a full circle there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, very cool. Uh, clearly, it's it's a good thing for for. I, I think there's a good lesson to be learned from it, and well, I'm glad we were able to talk about it. Yeah, absolutely. As always, guys, if you have any follow-ups or have any comments on what we're saying, feel free to reach out to us through the website or find us on social media. Thanks so much for tuning in and uh, we'll talk to you guys next time. Thank you for tuning in this week. As always, we hope that you enjoyed the show and please make sure to subscribe. We love to interact with our listeners. If you have something you'd like to comment on, ask us about, or hope to hear on the show, 
please message us on Facebook or Twitter at Last Session of the Day with the Psych Guys, or send us an email at lastsessionotd at lukeandcenter.com. Hope to hear from you soon, and tune in next week for another engaging episode. This has been the last session of the day with the Psych Guys. See you next time.